I do. Okay, I'm not on Do Not Disturb. Oh, oh no, no, we started. <laughs> uh we don't have a podcast yet. Not, not yet. But we, we honestly, we got a, we've, we got more distracted than normal, which is saying something. This last, the last month or so has been a real, folks. Let's just, let's just call it what it is—a shit show. We've been busy. We lost we lost a couple Patreon subscribers because we've uh, we've been slacking, and then we were like, let's really commit to something: making seven crazy hot dogs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It turns out that's more work than having a podcast. It is, and uh, you can't disseminate your seven weird hot dogs to your Patreon listeners. Without, uh, I would imagine, spending a lot of money on dry ice, and it's it's just not a business model that's going to work for us. Like uh, having a podcast, possibly could someday. Mm. I actually went on the Patreon to be like, maybe I'll invite these local Patreon subscribers to my house for a hot dog party. Oh, oh no, they're gone. <laughs> We did it on spring break. We fucked up. We did it on spring break. Oh, oh you I meant, meant they, they, were, they, they canceled. They were gone from our Patreon. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> no. oh, well. Oh, well. You win some, you lose some. We're just, at some point, we're banking the win sums. So, anyways, we we tried seven, seven hot dogs. We succeeded at four. Mm-hmm. For those of you keeping track at home. The one that sounded the best, the one that's mashed potato, deep fried hot dog, just completely disintegrated. I mean, it was like Thanos didn't want it to exist. Mm -hmm. I watched it just fade away before my very eyes. Heartbreaking. And the one that sounded the worst, the shrimp dog, turned out pretty good. Pretty good. I put less garlic in it next time. But other than that, killed it i i had a a a soft spot for that one it it seemed like of the other hot dog eaters that were in attendance it was not a favorite but it was a favorite of mine everybody i and i mean i think part of it is it's the uh what is it that dr cosby said it's the the subtle racism of lowered expectations i think we're all guilty of that when it comes to the shrimp scampi hot dog it it surprised us with how good it turned out to be and maybe a few years down the line when people don't have you know prejudice against shrimp based yeah. hot dogs we'll we'll look back and be like yeah, it wasn't really that good like mel like mel brooks's movies mm-hmm. uh, what, what, you know what, what, it wasn't clever it was just farting cowboys <laughs> saying the n-word <laughs> well one thing I will say about the shrimp dog is that almost everybody likes shrimp, but when someone does not like shrimp, they usually say it's a texture thing. And whatever texture thing the shrimp has, when you make it into a sausage, that completely disappears. It's gone. And you get a very mellow, malleable sausage. Like, I think you could have gone with many different flavor profiles with it. Yeah. It, 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 it will heat cleave to whatever sort of spice spices you want to put into it. I'll be honest. That was my first ever making of a tubed meat, the shrimp dog. And I learned a lot and it, and I made several other tubed meats this weekend. And I think that if I, if I could turn back time, I I could probably make an even better shrimp based hot dog. And I think that I probably will, yeah, make another. Well, we we've decided that there will uh, it will now be an annual occurrence. The, the dog great fight. Easter dog fight, yeah, the Easter weekend dog fights. So if you're interested in inventing a type of hot dog and coming to my house to grill it, uh, slide into the DMs. The DMs are open. We take all comers. No, no dogs refused. Anyways, 
I wanted to say that I've discovered something just, I mean, literally hours too late. After I wore myself out drinking beer and making hot dogs all day yesterday, I got on my phone and discovered Papa John's TikTok account. Now, this is not the Papa John's corporate TikTok account. You were talking about Papa John Schnatter. The Papa John Schnatter on TikTok. He has three quarters of a million followers, and it is the sweaty, the sweaty king himself. And his Papa John. He is zanned out of his mind, mumbling and doing reaction videos to people trying to make pizza. And it makes me realize that we should have done a pizza week because he literally he's bringing the heat on every single one of these videos. Just listen to this. Listen to this. This is Papa John reacts to homemade, authentic Italian pizza. Papa John reacts to Olive oil. authentic Italian pizza. The real kitchen. Authentic ingredients. The real chef. That's the real deal. That's strong. She's got it going on. Don't know what Sweet. That's real Italian, authentic pizza. Beautiful. That was <laughs> somebody making a making a pizza in a cast iron skillet. <laughs> That's good looking pie. <clears throat> good looking pie. Are you my best recipe of all time. Uh, it came out of an oven. Recipe of all time. This 12-inch yeah. pizza is less than 650 calories. 650. Heck, most slices have 400 calories. That's incredible. This guy's a winner. We need to hire this guy. 600 calories in one pizza, whole pizza. That's incredible. But also, it makes it so much easier to form your crust, whatever shape or size you want. I tell you, for a homemade pizza in a homemade oven, that's incredible. Add your low-fat marinara, parsley, mozzarella, turkey pepperoni. That works. Guys, a stud. That's good looking pie. <laughs> Guys, it's stud. Choo! <laughs> good looking pie. Just, uh, I mean, what's he doing all day? Because, look, I'll admit, after a long day of making experimental hot dogs, I was about at that energy level. I literally fell asleep on the couch trying to play video games at the end of the day yesterday. Papa John, is he making experimental pies all day? Is that? I don't think we, he is. I, I feel like he's sitting in like one of those like high back Ebenezer Scrooge type chairs. But he has a leather jacket on and he's just his face is just drenched in sweat or oil. It might be olive oil. <laughs> and he's going, oh, it's a good looking dude. That's a real pizza. Did he say 600 calories? Good looking pie. That's it. Real ingredients. Do you think he's uh, auditioning himself for like a uh, pizza themed reality television show? I would love to listen. Papa John Schnatter, I've heard you're a real son of a bitch. Just, I mean, aside from the the public news stories, just general, like, stories I've heard people say about you around the Kentucky and Southern Indiana community, all signs point to you being a real rotten bastard, but also... The kind of guy who is not really concerned with whether or not someone thinks he's a real rotten bastard. And I'll say, hey, let's get it. Let's get into bed together. Let's make a reality show where you're just an unapologetic kind of a Simon Cowell for yeah. for Zoomers. Did the company you start uh, kick you off the board because you're a real rotten bastard? Well, you know what industry that's a, a, a positive in? It's reality television. Reality Rotten television. Bastards welcome. Bastard Pizza. That's the name of the show. Bastard Pizza for Bastard People. By Bastard People. Oh, we do it like it's West Coast Choppers and it's called Pizza Bastards. 
<laughs> and it's us trying to open a pizza shop with Papa John. But we can't call it Papa John because, one, I think Shaq owns the name now. And also because he's not our Papa. We're his bastard children. We're Papa John's bastard children. Why Why are they waiting so long to pull the trigger on changing it to Papa Shaq's? I know that you, you've built uh, 35 years of uh, brand loyalty or name recognition. Guess what? The name Shaq has more of both of those things already. You're, you don't have to go to nothing and build back up. You're just strapping yourself to the Shaq rocket. Honestly, you could call it, you could call it Pizza Shaq, like Pizza Hut. And it's kind of a little play on that. You could call it Shaq John's better than Papa John's at this point. The well, brand wait, name has been Papa tainted John's by Shaq's nickname when he played basketball. One of his many nicknames was Shaq Daddy. So why not Shaq just, Daddy? Uh, yeah. Oh, what about this? What if you called it? What if you called it Shazam's Pizza? <laughs> <laughs> What about the Godfathers? Oh, wait, the Godfather. That's. That is another pizza. That's Herman Cain's pizza. Oh, call it Papa Shango's. And then you get (laughs) the Godfather to be your spokesman in place. You don't think that'll confuse people? (laughs) They'll just call it Godfathers. Yeah. Well, that's the idea is that we're doing one of those classic asylum style movie pizzas where people are like, oh, this is the one that you wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Papa Shango's pizza? No, Grandma! Oh, I thought of another parallel. One of Shaq's nicknames uh, that he gave himself was the Big Aristotle. That's the kind Big of, uh, Aristotle. The Big Aristotle kind of sounds like Little Caesars. True. It's a... Wait, Caesar was Roman, right? Yeah, it's Roman versus Greek. Yeah. yeah. Hercules pizza. Yeah, but I got to say the Greeks, they they can make some good pizza as well. Don't sleep on the Greek pizza. Anyway, Papa John, if you want to make a. If you want to make a reality show with us where we make fucked up pizzas and then you come in all sleepy off of pills and (laughs) say those real ingredients. Well, we'll give you we are willing to split this 25, 25, 50. You got the star power. You're the one that those bright, bright Hollywood lights are gleaming off of your oily face. Yeah. And while it sounds like we've said a lot of things, uh, nice things about Shaq and have encouraged Shaq to just kick your name off of the company you started. Don't worry about that. We'll say bad things about Shaq when you're in our presence. That's right. Shaq's a cop. We don't like cops. I mean, at the end of the day, we like Papa's more than we like. Uh, deputy sheriff isn't he like one of those he's like steven seagal right one of those celebrities who likes to do like play pretend dress up police work play cops and robbers yeah cops and robbers with people's houses Hmm. do you got an idea for a podcast i do uh this one is called the test of time colon clocks ticking and this, this is, is a like clock podca- is ticking. Yes. Like uh, clock apostrophe s ticking. OK. And uh, this is a podcast recorded in real time. Not unlike the television program, 60 minutes, there will be a ticking stopwatch the entire time. <laughs> Just a ticking clock in the background. Yeah, yeah clock's ticking. Uh, but but it will also be about uh, things that have passed the test of time. Okay. So uh, we will pick a topic, uh, for example, perhaps pizza. And we will, you know, talk about which toppings, which styles have passed the test of time. Pepperoni, you have proven yourself. You have been the number one topping for my entire life and probably well before then so Mm. 
But some of these other ones, uh, what, 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 what say you about pineapple? Oof. Pineapple. That's a rough one. I feel like <sighs> pineapple is the Quentin Tarantino of pizza toppings. <laughs> it's done some good work, but it inspired a lot of bad work. And also it's done a lot of, it uh, sort of insists work is, on itself. Is, it puts itself in in places it doesn't belong. Sometimes, yeah. I was gonna say it's most of its best work was stolen from indigenous peoples. <laughs> okay. Pineapple. Yeah, we're gonna have to give you are the goose of the week. Honk honk. Now, what about the test of time? Books. About vampires. Books about vampires. Dracula. Dracula. Gotta give it to Dracula. They're still I think that new Nicolas Cage uh, movie that comes out next week is an adaptation of the original. I don't even know if it's really the original. I I don't think... I mean, it is in the sense that those characters are in the public domain. I've read the book dracula and i don't remember what's her name that rapper being in it oh yeah she's not crayshawn she's the other one aquafina hmm. was aquafina in the book um i don't think so i'm just uh, hang on i'm bringing up i'm going on the uh way and the wayback machine archive.org Looking up Dracula by Bram Stoker, and and then I'm doing a Command F for Aquafina. No, all right. It says there's no no uh, results for that. I'm gonna search Nora from Queens. The test of time. Clock's ticking. Maybe we could have some kind of a consequence for us. I, I think that uh, if we do a bad job and run out of time and have not, you know, adequately elucidated on the topic of whether X has passed the test of time, we then pass the or fail the meta test of time that the podcast is also because clock's ticking. Mm. So it was just awkward for us. That's the consequence. I, I think that we might also have to set up an explosive that if we That's don't more uh, was... do a good job, uh, it's going to gonna all blow up. We have two explosives. One that it has delicious cake and another that will incinerate our bones. And it's up to us which one we get. Yeah. All of our bones are just like one bone at a time. Like if I have one bad show, you know, I I can live without one of my femurs. What if we had we've got one of those gender reveal party explosives. And if we don't finish the podcast in time, then we have to become women. The ultimate humiliation. (laughs) We actually but, but just, if we fail again, I have a grenade week, we, strapped we, to we, my we... penis and balls, and it's set <laughs> to go off in one hour. <sighs> I got an idea for a podcast. What do you got? This is called What's Next After AI and Beyond. Ooh. I don't know if you've been following the news lately. And yeah. by the news, I mean stupid people with a check mark next to their name on the internet. But our our little pet project of goofing around with AI has become the topic du jour for the entire Western world. Everyone is convinced that they are going to replace your job with AI. And it's a constant battle of people saying, oh, it's so advanced. And then other people being like, 
if you let it talk, it just says Donald Trump is still the president over and over and over. And it, it, it just feels like our our little corner of the Internet is getting a little too crowded. Maybe it's time to put on our uh, binoculars yeah. and look out on that horizon. What comes what's the next grift? If we can't do AI anymore. I say we retroactively uh, put forward all of this good research that we have done and, and possibly we're in line for some government grants and honorary degrees from uh, institutions of higher learning. And then once we get that money, then we can figure out what the next grift is because this one isn't complete yet. I think that we just have to trumpet ourselves and say that we've been doing this for longer and therefore are the, the the shack daddies of ai we are the shack daddies we are the papa the papa emeritus yeah the we, uh medium aristotles what if we what if we combine we take the ai and then we have it write pizza recipes and then we film ourselves making those for yes. Papa John. Thank you, Nathan. Review. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. All of this He's good like, work. Mm, yeah. Shrimp. That's real Italian. And then we'll just shove oh. the pizza that we made from the AI into a manila envelope and mail it to Harvard. <laughs> to Harvard. And we'll write in pepperonis on it. Can we have an honorary degree? Right on the on the front of the envelope. Actually, that that might be a lot of pepperoni. Harvard Let's University. just write diploma question mark. Care of Papa John. We just assume he's probably he probably hangs out at Harvard. Yeah, he's Papa John. That's what's next for AI and beyond. And I and I've been thinking a lot because if I could figure it out, I feel like that'd be a good thing to know as the the wheel of schemes seems to turn faster and faster still mm. it was not a, not even a full year ago that it was nfts and here we are it's already become ai and when ai busts it could be anything it could be Maybe sponsoring a guy who went to fight as a mercenary in the Ukraine. And they have like ads on TV for just the cost of a cup of coffee. You could be sponsoring this guy, Devin. He saw some pictures of the war on Reddit and decided to quit his job as a mall security officer. Now he's doing product retention. For the people of Ukraine. And they're playing like some sort of uh, heart-wrenching music. There's flies landing on his unblinking face. I, I think I might have a tip on what the next uh, okay. trend is. Uh, it's uh, gold for cash. Gold for cash. Yeah, we're going to open up a gold for cash store. Next door to the cash for gold You bring store? Your, your dollars in and we'll convert it to gold. So we're giving people gold. Yeah. And the idea is that we're we're watching the exchange rate or maybe we're just arbitrarily setting it so that people can kind of gamble on it. No, we're cutting the gold with uh, fentanyl. It's <laughs> how they got Coolio. That would, I mean, honestly, that feels like a page torn from a 2025 newspaper. Police warn of rappers dying from gold cut with fentanyl. Yeah. But I mean, we could we could be a, a big part of that if you wanted to. Yeah, I love it. That's what's next right for AI next and to the, the the one cash for gold place left. 
and uh, they they can uh, be our gold gold source. Yeah, we buy from them, and then people come in. We sell them the gold for the cash. Then they they go right next door, trade it in for cash again. Mm-hmm. Just got to wait a little bit. And I mean, as far as I understand economics, there's the sky is the limit. There's nowhere to go but up. The value of the American dollar as it. <laughs> As more and more nations announce that they will not be recognizing it as a reserve currency. Because it it's can soaring only on go the up. wings of an eagle? Yeah. Higher or higher still? Well, there's going to be egg on your face, Emmanuel Macron, when you see Eagling? how much money we've made at our gold for cash store. <laughs> Suck on that, Xi Jinping. Etc. Maybe, oh, what if we did this? You remember when there was the thing where Trump said that he was going to fix the Iraqi dinar? <coughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. He that. was going to peg it to the same value as the American dollar. And then people were buying up like pallets of Iraqi dinar and mm-hmm. having them shipped to the U.S. because they were convinced that it was going to. It was going to be revalued at the same as one American dollar, and then they'd be trillionaires. Mm-hmm. Maybe we do that with the good old American greenback. Wait a minute. Are we still living in Trump's America? Is he, is this part of his brilliant play to bring the Iraqi dinar to a level playing field with the American dollar? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's bringing, he's bringing them. He's brought, he's returned balance to the force. Yeah. As, as usual, we, we were playing checkers and he was playing three dimensional chess. I should have known. You got another idea for a podcast? I do. Uh, this one is called Mr. Critical. Okay. And it is a podcast about the series of children's book, Mr. Men. Oh, Oh, so Which, we're critiquing the Mr. Men. Yeah, we're we're going to, uh, you know, talk about these books in a critical way, and then we'll probably learn a lesson and, and uh, learn to subvert that part of our personality so that we can get along with others. Yeah. But uh, those books I was completely unaware of until I was like 10 years old. And I had a new babysitter, and they had all of them. And I remember seeing the books and saying, I don't know what these are, but there are many of them. So that means that there must be something to recommend them. And then uh, reading all of this, this kid's uh, little kid books in like one day while he sat there being like, do you want to do something else? I, why are you reading all of my weird books that I don't like? You're like, because I'm a completist. I must (laughs) because I must, but uh, I got to see what these men are all about. And uh, men is uh, sort of, uh, if you are familiar with the art style of these books, uh, men might be overstating it. They're they're more like uh, brightly colored blobs with uh, smiley faces drawn on them. They are crudely drawn shapes. Like some of the, the most money made ever for the least amount of work or they they seem very farted out frankly they and are it was handed down from the original artist to his son who immediately took over as soon as his dad died good for him yeah i remember they had a tv show for a while yeah there there uh was a tv show and then uh many specials i, I think that they are maybe bigger in the uk than they are here yeah i think potentially produced in Canada. I will say that the, the Mr. Men franchise is is probably the closest thing in real life to the joke from The Simpsons where uh, the creator of Itchy and Scratchy's characters were all one-dimensional stupid things like Flatulent Fox and Manic Mailman. Mm. Also, I do remember 
I had a, I had a, I guess what you would call a figurine. I wouldn't say a toy of Mr. Hurry. Was that his name? He was a purple triangle. He was always Mr. Rush. Rush. Mr. Rush, of course. Purple triangle with a little tiny Stetson hat on the little yellow Stetson hat on top of his head. And uh, I got that from a Arby's kids meal. Oh, man. I I, I love the Arby's kids meals. Uh, Do you remember when they had like an exclusive deal with Babar? That's what I was going to say. Everything was Babar. So many different fucking bad, like, yeah, the art, like McDonald's had like Barbie and Hot Wheels and then Arby's was over there like, we have Goodnight Moon. Yeah, we don't have Barbie, but we do have Barbie. We got the little prince. (laughs) Come on into Arby's for uh, our Kramer versus Kramer kids meal. Who will get custody? Of your tummy. <laughs> it's a my dinner with Andre kids meal. It's a little tiny plush talking Wallace Sean. You pull a mm. string on his back. That would that would actually probably fetch a, a lot of money. People now, know. yeah, well, they'd be killing for a little talking Wallace Sean action figure. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what's next after AI. Yeah. Uh setting up an Etsy store where we sell Wallace Shawn talking dolls. I feel, I mean, it does feel like culture is regressing and maybe that's what we need to get out ahead of is finding the thing from the past. That's the next to come back. You know, like we got Mm -hmm. like Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez are back together but it's so, going faster and faster. So that took it is us back up. to about 2002. Yeah. So I haven't I haven't checked recently, but we might be looking at either Austin Powers coming back or the There have been a original... lot of Austin Powers tremors uh, of late. There there there's been like he's More coming Austin out of the ground Powers like a graboid. <laughs> yeah. He's killed Kevin Bacon, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he came up out of the ground and ate him. He said it made him horny. Well, I was going to say the other possible thing that could come back is the original World Trade Center buildings. Oh. What if Austin Powers flew a plane in reverse? over ground zero and <laughs> the tower is reformed in the, in the wake of his jet wash somehow just, he's flying the plane. It breaks the sound barrier and the, and dust comes rushing into ground zero and forms two towers in the air. I don't know. Like I, I, and then I don't know if metal he comes back. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as the Twin Towers <laughs> form in the air, Limp Biscuit is on top of the tower. Just immediately. Playing back, great baby. stuff on the, on the yeah. reformed World Trade Center. Holy smokes. All right, I got another idea. Okay. This one's called Shock Jocks for Kids. And this, we would have to come up with a name for, I guess the name of the show would just be our names, but we would have to have names that are more indicative of a shock jock show. Okay. You, know? uh, you could be uh, Nasty Nate. Nasty Nate. And I, I should get some sort of animal nickname. Like, uh, yeah. could I be the weasel? No, that's Polly Shore. The, the grub. The grub? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nasty Nate and the grub. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And you're like, you got to talk in a funny voice like you're a little, like you're a little beetle larva coming out of the ground. Nasty Nate. 
Yeah. Hey, 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 if you're just joining us, it's this is Nasty Nate in the Grub. And we're talking about do teachers fart? Stinky farts. You know, we're not going to talk about the, you know, kind of stuff that they talk about on a real shock jock show. We're talking about stuff that's just scandalous for children. Okay. Okay. And people are calling in. They're like, oh, yeah, my teacher farted. And the whole class left. And then they call her Mrs. Astor. (laughs) Hey, that's great. What do you think, Rub? (laughs) Oh, gross, man. The Grub. He's a grody little fuck. That's shock jocks for kids. It's a good. One. What's some other what's some other topics that could be scandalous for children but not really for adults? What do kids do instead of sex? Collect things? Yeah, oh yeah. Pitch? Bugs. Oh, the grub is great for Cry. that. The grub has his own corner where he talks about like gross stuff. Kids oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, dares. Food dares. Oh, yeah. We we have like people call in and do dares. When I was a kid, we called that a happy meal where we'd make a kid mix everything on his cafeteria tray in one section of the tray and then eat it. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like milk and juice and tater tots and pizza and lima beans, just mash it all together into a paste and then eat it. Now, when you say make, I I was a kid who would eat that. I would do that. Put the beans and pizza and the, the corn on top there. Yes, but I did it for uh, cash considerations. Oh, we never. Oh, we never had any cash changing hands. This was more of a it was like a chant. That was almost revelatory, but there was a slight stink to that chant where it's like, you can be our gladiatorial hero. Yeah. Or I, I would say, our, if you are do you not, not entertained? <laughs> if like... you do not agree to this, the thumb will go down and you will become a sacrificial animal. So you I can eat this you can was... eat this and we will cheer for you or you can eat this once you're crying. What's it going to be? Okay, so I think that you had this idea and your idea was wouldn't it be funny if we made this guy do this? Or I had the idea of I'm just going to do this and people watched it and liked it and wanted to see oh, it no. again and then I was like well, the pump has been primed, and now one dollar will will get me to do this. I was also a fan of uh, refried beans, Oof. and uh, I would call them baby poop as I ate them because I knew it would gross other people out. Mm-mm, I love my baby poop, eating my baby <laughs> poop, and then I would get more beans. No, I, no, I want to be clear that for the most part. It was kids like you that rose to the challenge. Uh, when people started chanting Happy Meal, there were <laughs> there were willing participants who, who were willing to, you know, risk their flesh and blood for the entertainment of others. But it was just that, you know, that danger, the fickleness of a mob. You could tell that if no one came forward willingly to participate in a happy meal, we would choose someone. Someone would have to be our Spartacus one way or another. And by being at the center of the mob and the loudest voice within it, you were able to avoid ever eating a happy meal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was handing out the torches and pitchforks. (laughs) All right, let's go to the Podtron. Folks, the Podtron 4500 is an artificial intelligence. We trained it by giving it the top thousand or so podcast titles. And then it analyzed that information 
gave us a list of podcasts that it thinks could be hits, like Dr. Demand. And I would imagine this is like Dr. Demento, except he's more insistent about Hmm. how wacky he wants everyone to get. Could also be one of the Mr. Men characters who went on to get his doctorate. Dr. Demand, yeah. Hmm. That's funny. They're all just Mr. All their wives have. uh, That's the thing people don't realize about the Mr. Men books. All their wives work at the hospital. They're all doctors. Oh, okay. The Mr. Men are all. Well, I was wondering men. because all the female characters that got their own books are all little miss. Those are their daughters. Okay. And they've all been sent to expensive private schools for girls. The 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 Mrs. Women, they're all they're all bringing home the bacon. Yeah. That's how I all the Mr. It. Men are uh, stay at home dads. Dr. Demand. Dr. Demand. It's time for more demands with Dr. Demand. (laughs) I've placed an explosive device somewhere in the city. (laughs) And if I don't get what I want, I'm going to blow up Batman. Whee! I got the little party thing slide whistle (laughs) I'm Dr. Demand (laughs) if we do Dr. Demand and it is somewhat like a Dr. Demento show what do you think uh, Dr. Demento specialized in silly parody songs Dr. Demand would probably specialize in uh, songs in which someone is demanding something yes like, I think that uh, a lot of Ramon songs could be Doctor Demand songs, just gimme songs. Yeah, you got the the Smiths. Please, 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 let me get what I want. You got yeah. the uh, the Misfits. You just want your skulls. The uh, Rolling Stones. They want some shelter. Uh huh. Was it Warrant? They wanted you to pour some sugar on them. Or was that, that poison? Def Leopard, I thought. Oh, that is Def Leopard. I'm sorry. Warrant. They, uh, <coughs> That's Cherry Pie. Cherry Pie. Is that what they wanted? Or they just I, wanted I think to... that they wanted... Uh, uh... Shall I compare thee to a cherry pie? <laughs> I wonder if you can uh, take the lyrics to Warrant's Cherry Pie and uh, lay them out in, in a Shakespearean song. Are they are they in a sonnet form? Doctor Demand. I like Doctor Demand. It'd just be like us doing the Doctor Demento show, but also making threats that affect mm-hmm. the city in some sort of a Batman villain way. That's pretty fun. We can do that. Do you, what do you do? You got one? Well, this uh, this is another uh radio uh show style one. It's called Cover Town. And I think that this would be a uh, podcast where we talk about specifically cover songs and whether they are successful or unsuccessful. Because sometimes uh, somebody completely snakes a song from the original artist, but other times you just feel bad after listening to it. It is Cover Town? Cover Town, yes. Cover Town. Which uh, there's a, a co-worker that we, uh, I, well, I guess you don't ever work with him, but uh, there's uh, one person that I work with who traffics in almost exclusively the metal cover. Doesn't seem like he enjoys a whole lot of metal originals, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. he has every, yeah. every song that has had a uh, metal cover on his playlist. Yeah, Yeah, I know that guy. He's he listens to a, a metal cover of Bad Company by Bad Company, which I, I that takes all the novelty out of listening to Bad Company. The whole point of listening to Bad Company is so that when somebody says, hey, what is that? You go, oh, this. This is the song Bad Company. By the band Bad Company. Off, off the, the record, yeah. Bad Company. 
what are you going to say? Is it, oh, this, this is the song Bad Company by the band Five Finger Death Punch or some such bullshit. Mm-hmm. Off of the album, I don't even, I, I don't even know. I don't even know if it uh, was on an album. It might be a rarity or a B-side. Mm, it could have been. It could have been something that they just did for... Uh, Maybe it's from the Five Finger Death Punch Christmas album, just for the fan club members. Cover Town. Well, I do love a good cover, and I could talk at length about that. I got another one from the Podtron. This is called Too Gross and Too Close to Fucking Crazy. <laughs> And I guess that this would be a thing where we're discussing things that too gross and too close to fucking crazy. I guess this would be maybe like a news, like a recap of stuff that happened in the news. Could also just be us. We tie this in with the shock jock for kids. Maybe we're just coming up with theoretical stuff that is too gross. Or too mm-hmm. close to fucking crazy. I don't know. I Perhaps it's just my one-track mind going off. But I, I feel like this would also be helped by uh, us getting our friend Papa John on. Get Papa John in here. We come up with things and then we pitch them to Papa John Schnatter. And he mm-hmm. decides whether or not it's too gross or too close to fucking crazy. Because those are the two things. That's where he draws the line. It has to either be too gross or too close to fucking crazy. Anything else is fair game. In Papa John's opinion, he'll try anything once. Unless it's too gross or too close to fucking crazy. Papa John, Mm -hmm. we want to cut up Slimer from the Ghostbusters and put him (laughs) on a pizza. He's like, that's real Italian. Okay. Whoa. (laughs) Papa uh, John. Rat brains. Rat brains. Oh no. Oh, come on. That's too close to fucking crazy. Papa John. Papa John. We have put an exploding pizza somewhere in the city, and unless our <laughs> demands are met, it's going to explode. Oh, this is too close to fucking crazy. Wearing his leather jacket indoors. Like a maniac. He's already naturally sweaty. Just and then in this weather, he's gonna wear a wear his leather jacket inside and exacerbate the sweat problem. In one of those high back chairs that's designed to you're supposed to sit there in front of a fireplace. He's got his leather biker jacket on. Yeah, well he he heard the term smoking jacket and he was like, I smoke in this jacket. I literally there's I more of a steaming jacket. I've usually I wear got it. a few cigars going. You know, I'll just set them down in in that room over there, and I'll have a puff when I go past. He's got cigarettes in his ears. He just holds his nose shut and <laughs> in the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say he was uh, doing a crudely made gravity bong. Oh, it's, it's got a he's, different implement for smoking in every room of the house. I was just picturing him like somehow smoking by putting the cigarettes in his ears and then holding his nose shut and sucking the smoke directly into ah, his yes. brain. Do you have one more um, from the I Podtron? I do. Uh, this one is called When Thoughts Kill. <clears throat> when Thoughts <clears throat> Kill. And... Uh, I think that this is uh, trying to find out what the killing thought is, which uh, so that it will be a good podcast, we will have to give voice to our thoughts. And there is a very real risk that you would take in agreeing to do this podcast, because if one of us stumbles upon the killing thought and speaks it aloud, the other likely will die. Okay, so this could just be. An hour of us trying out different thoughts, trying to come up with thoughts that clearly have yeah. not ever been thought before. And I, and I then think seeing that we if also they kill. put out the call and uh, try to get people to call the hotline so that uh, they can possibly kill both of us. I'm fair. That's fair enough. Uh, yeah. Maybe we maybe we put Papa John on this one, too. If we're going yeah. down, we're taking him with us. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's real Italian. We do need a fail safe so that if we if die before the podcast ends, that it gets just uh, sent directly to Papa John, mm. compressed and sent to the Papa. Yeah, it's it's like the thing where the guys who have the recipe for Coke aren't allowed uh-huh. to fly on an airplane together. But in the in the event that we both die at the same time from a killing thought, then we have all of our passwords and logins are sent to Papa John Schnatter and he yeah. takes over the podcast. That would be a funny thing. Like, I've never had a will, but do you think I could go get a will and say that we uh, hereby leave my- our <laughs> unpopular podcast to Papa John, the pizza man? Enjoy that paperwork, Papa. Uh, all right, here's what we got this this week. We got the test of time, clocks ticking. What's next after AI and beyond? Mr. Critical, Shock Jocks for Kids, Dr. Demand, Cover Town, Too Gross and Too Close to Fucking Crazy, and When Thoughts Kill. Well, I do think three of these ideas are kind of along the same lines. Maybe we can... Do a radio show one. Okay. Because we got Dr. Demand, Cover Town, and the Shock Jocks for Kids. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Shock Jocks for Kids, Dr. Demand, and Cover Town. And we need a name for that. Oh, wait. It's just called Nasty Nate and the Grub. Okay, fair enough. All right, I'll folks. Work if you want grub voice, <laughs> if you want to listen to Nasty Nate and the Grub, head over to patreoncom slash We don't have a podcast yet, or www.whitehouse.boats. Sign up to support the Patreon. You'll get access to all of the past podcasts, as well as a new one in your podcast listening device every week. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you if you want to go give us a review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever, and until then we'll see you next time. I'm Nathan B. Woodard, and I'm Andrew James Estes. Good night.